Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. For me, when I was thinking in the past feminine, I was thinking weakness. Because I was raised in a culture back in Czech Republic, center of the Europe, that being woman means being weak. Being woman means serving everybody. Being woman means people pleasing. So that's how I was raised. And that led me to think that when I'm in my masculine, when I can provide, when I can protect, when I can fix things, when I can be the one to lean on, I was the rock. Like even just my name legally, it's Petra, which in Italian, it's Piera, which means rock. Mm. <laughs> so you know like i don't believe in any coincidences i change it to soften it up a little bit to petia but my name petra it's the rock so that's who i became being the rock for everybody else being in my masculine and really just like doing performing being the one who is always you know bringing in people and i am the one who is protecting but i never allowed myself to receive Mm -hmm. I didn't open up myself to receive because I was thinking when we are receiving, we're depending on others. Mm. I was thinking that when we like soften up into the feminine, we are going to be taken advantage of. Mm. We are going to be perceived as weak. So that's how I lived for uh, three decades. Mm. And I got so burned out. I was the one who was, listen, I was the girl who paid for everything and everyone, for my friends, for my ex-boyfriends, having three jobs, paying for two mortgages of my ex, you know, bless his heart. But I always look for people who needed a fixing so I can be the provider, I can be the protector, so I can feel lovable and worthy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I can soften up and ease in and I will still be taken care of. I thought that I have to control everything and everyone to be the one in the charge so I'm safe. Mm -hmm. And we both know that unfortunately when we try to control the universe, God, whatever you believe, it's just laughing like, good luck girl, enjoy this. <laughs> so I, it's, I, I love what you say there about that's what you thought would help create safety. And I really want to like bring that point to the forefront because I think that's a big misunderstanding that happens where people think I need to be the protector. I need to be the provider. And that's going to be the one that I need to be the rock because that's all I know as safety. And I'd love to explore more of that and, and really how that kind of illusion of safety is, is actually what allows more flow to, to be there. And, and what sort of like, uh, stumbling blocks along the way that you've run into like in those times when you're like oh my god this is all I know but I think it's supposed to be providing me safety but th there's something else here like where, where, where's, where's some learning because I feel like a lot of people listening are struggling with that right now whether it's this illusion of control or this illusion of safety and and really like how do we like surrender more into an unfolding mystery in our life when really there's a lot of chaos happening right now like, how do we let go of control when we're actually afraid of what control could look like on the outside? Yeah, that's such a, <clears throat> that's such a brilliant question, you know, and for me, anytime that I wanted to control, it never brought me anything good, anything fulfilling, anything that would be really like, okay, 
check done now i'm feeling good it never brought me that feeling of fulfillment because no matter how much i did i did all the right things and i never felt right and control just brought me a heartache eating disorder for 18 years because i couldn't control the things on the outside so i wanted to control the how i look what i eat right it's it's easy to try to control things in your environment sometimes it means controlling our friends or our kids or our partners because we want to feel that we are in control right like we are the one who is superior but that never brings in the fulfillment and it, it was like slapping in the faces right it's like oh let me do this thing and i will feel good and slap in the face because like not like literally but like from the universe like when you control you are depleted when you try to control it means that you don't trust not just to yourself but you don't trust in anything bigger than you the universe god when you release the control and one word that you said changed my life surrender mm, surrender mm. that was i couldn't even grasp that word at the beginning because for me i didn't even know how to translate it into my native language mm -hmm. in czech you know i know what does it mean like let go but like the surrender i didn't even know how to understand it with my analytical mind so I believe that I went through so many times that I tried to control, always be on time, always drive when there is a least traffic, always controlling my food, you know, being non-trusting and controlling in my relationship, which of course, not of course, but led into my partner's cheating, you know, because we are suffocating it. And it's something that I had to learn the flow. So now when I think about feminine and how I see myself and the feminine, it's like this beautiful river. Like when you think about river, it's flowing and everywhere around the river inside and all around, there is a life mm. stagnant river stinks. Nobody wants to be in around stagnant river. So when I embrace and really surrender, and it wasn't like, oh, but you got a light bulb moment, like now it's everything good. But I feel like in the, it, it became so much harder to be controlling versus like, you know, when you have those moments when you're like, just like, I'm just like, I'm just going to let it go. I just, I can't figure it out. And the moment you do let it go, you find it, you do it, you achieve it. You're like, what? I've been forcing and trying and working on it. It's like when you lose your keys, right? You go, you're searching for your keys. You're going crazy. It's nowhere. And then you're like, you know what? I'll figure it out. And then you see it in the, in the place that you were looking for it 10,000 <laughs> times. So it's really the letting go of the grip and letting the flow like really flow through you. And there is one such a beautiful, beautiful song. Do you know the piano player Yuruma? Um, yes, yes. Yes, Yuruma. And he has a song, The River Flows in You. Mm. Oh, just by listening to that, it really intunes you into the flow. And when you learn to surrender, and I read like, first of all, I, I just couldn't grasp the concept. So I was reading books from what helped me was the surrender experiment. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his name. It, it's Untattered Soul, a surrender experiment. Michael. Um, mm. 
and yeah. very hard last name that sounds Polish. Yes, that one. Yes. So um, that's, and then um, the next one that really helped me was the um, Gabby Bernstein, The mm. Universe Has Your Back. Mm. Because when I was reading about her, how super controlling was she with her team, with her relationship, trying to conceive and couldn't conceive because it wasn't exactly on her terms and how she wanted it. I'm like, wow, am I doing this? Mm. So it's really about trusting that there is something bigger than you. And once we can do that, we ease in it. And there is a time for this. And, and you're living it, Aaron. There is a, like a beautiful dance between masculine and feminine flow. Mm, mm. There is no only masculine. There is no only feminine. We cannot be without each other, without each, each other energy, right? So when you respect it, I, for example, have a client, she hired me because she wants to get more in the feminine flow, but then she's always freaking out. Is it too masculine? Is it too masculine? Am I blocking myself? I'm like, you need both. Like as long as you will be afraid of one or the other, it's never right. And it's not right or wrong, but it's not going to feel right inside of you. It's going to feel like struggle. So how can you bring more more flow in your life mm. so what i'm really hearing you say is is to really like step into this queen because all these conversations are really like this embodiment of queen it's stepping in and, and allowing the flow and, and from what you're sharing i love this place of it wasn't until you learned how to surrender and to allow the river to, to take you and it reminds me, I'm, I'm just listening to the uh, audio book right now um, called Waking the Tiger, Peter Levine. It's all about trauma and really like waking up the, and the, the tiger inside and dealing with trauma. And one of the things that he talks about is you can't push a river faster and you can't push a river upstream. So there's a natural flow of that that's just happening through our body. And a lot of our in like inability of dealing with trauma and dealing with our difficult situations is like, trying to encapsulate and control things the way we think it needs to be. And what I really look at when I, you know, the, the last, last conversation I did with my beloved, and I, I love the, this place of in a male body, when I can look at the flow and like the divine beauty and, and feminine form and have that mirror to, to learn from myself. And that's such a big place with like abundance and flow. Like I, I feel like my masculine energy knows like rigidity structure and all of that and and he's actually the one that's forming everything that allows my feminine to come in and say hey the abundance is here the the, the flow is here so it's like i'm learning like how to my 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 inner inner feminine is learning how to be a queen and and i love what you're sharing and especially from the the background you're coming from i you know i i spent some time in the, the eastern block in those areas that it can be quite rigid, especially when it comes around, you know, female bodies and their relation to business and all that. So yeah, it, like for women who maybe are struggling with that flow or have a lot of, you know, dams in the river along the way, and they're not letting that energy move, like, what are some really, like simple day-to-day -to -day tools that somebody can utilize to experience more 
more grace and flow like into their life because all of this sounds like hey yeah Aaron I'm a river I'm a flow there's water <laughs> how do I do that yeah, how do I, I actually it. like what, what are some simple tools that someone listening male body or female body can can learn from yeah. about how to how to embrace that flow more absolutely and I love it you know because it's like all oh, this nice right it sounds good but what do I actually do to change my life and um, there are a couple of the things that I have done that really helped me along my journey. First of them, this is something very important that I believe every and each of us should have and do. And I'm not a should person, but this is like non-negotiable, having a core values. Because in the moment that you know what you do stand for, it's so much easier for you to say no to anything else. When we're not in the flow, it's because we don't have a healthy boundaries. I used to be working six days a week, 60 hours a week, and now I'm working 15 hours a week and I'm doing like 10 times more than I used to. So the thing, and, and it's because I'm in the flow, I know it. In the months that I'm stressing and pushing and not allowing myself to relax and to be with myself and to soften up are the months that I receive less abundance. So knowing what you do stand for, it's a life changing for any of us. When I did that, everything changed in my life. And it's very easy exercise. You can just take a piece of paper, divide it in two. On one side, you write down what you don't stand for. And on the other side, you write the things that you do stand for. And you just go back and forth 20 times on each side. So for example, I don't stand for hate, I stand for love. I don't stand for being cheap, I stand for generosity. So really things that um, you stand for, you look at them, take a different color pen or, you know, like highlight or something and circle three values that are non-negotiable for you. Mm. For me, it's integrity, loyalty, and growth. Like always growing, I live by that. So when you know these, you get to put them somewhere visible, in your mirror, in your wallet. This is going to be the reminder of you. This is what I stand for. It's so much easier to stay in that flow and river when there are blocks and trying to, oh, you should go there. You should do this. You should try this. You should do this differently. Why you're, it's like just a noise to staying in the flow. It's trusting who you are. So when you know your core values, it's so much easier to say no to everything else. And you get to take an inventory. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable, but that's what helped me to step into my feminine and embody the queen that I am because queen, it's not saying yes to everything. Mm. She's saying yes to the things that are heck. Yes. Queen, it's not there to people, please. She's there to be pleased. And then from that grace, she can please the crowd, right? Mm. The crowd. So when you want to really bring in the abundance and embody the queenness, you get to embody that energy of, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. Mm. It's not putting anyone down. It's like, I respect you. If you have a different core values, great. It doesn't align with mine. That's okay. But we're not meant to be traveling in this river together. That's all. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, that's one of the exercises and that literally changed my life and my business. I let go of my business after I did this exercise. Wow. Yeah. I I love that place of the non-negotiables and 
really like standing firm in that. I, I think so often when I'm having conversations and, and especially with like this claiming of, of boundaries and, and who am I and what do I stand for and what does my life dictate and that place of, you know, because it's easy to get, oh, yeah, I could do this and oh, this is interesting and I could get land down here. And then, you know, it's this place of like this airy fairy flow. It's like, yeah. I'm just going to be in the flow and it's all just going to come in line. It's like, no, like we need to, 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 to take this stream and direct it in a particular way. And, yeah. and this place, I love this exercise. It exercises gold. And, and here, if you've never done that before, I've done similar things and it's great. It just directs the flow of energy because we are this this bioelectric magnetic body and all of that energy inside that life force wants to be directed into what we're what we're here to be and what we're here to create and and, and all of that and the non-negotiables i think so often people are going beyond what they know is their true is their truth because they think they need to please somebody they need to do this they need to do that and, you know, the, the, I love this piece of embodying the queen because the, the queen just, she stands there and, and she's not like me, people might put her up on a throne, but ultimately the throne is just as much theirs as it is hers. She's just gotten really good at directing life force energy through her body in a way that that's magnificent and, and, and radiant and, and powerful. And I think that's a, that's another piece I want to dive into here because this place of abundance and flow is, is, is beautiful, but sometimes power like can really be misconstrued. So like, what is it for you as a, as a queen in her power, in her magnificence, in her radiance that can stand in that power, but not abuse that power? Because, you know, obviously the world right now, we see a lot of different abuses of power. It's more coming from masculine form, but there can be just as much abuse of the queen's power as the king's power. So where, if you're witnessing that pattern in, in yourself, or if you've seen it before, or if you're seeing it in a client, like how, how can you best put the mirror up to your own directionality of, of energy to see and witness that power, but actually make it for the greater good? And like, what are some of the shadows, if you will, that come with that, that power and, and that assertion of, of energy and, and control that comes with it. Yeah, it's such a beautiful question. And I feel that it's when we are not fully loving ourselves and we are not fully embracing the worthiness of why we are here. Because we didn't come here to abuse our power. We didn't come here to prove others that we are good enough or validate ourselves. That's the wounded part. Like when you're hurt, you need to exert the power so you feel empowered. Mm -hmm. So you think. But in a moment that you realize, I'm here, I came here to create, not to destroy, and I'm good. I don't need to prove anyone. I'm good by myself. In that moment, there is no need to showing other people how much you know, how much you have, or exerting your power on other people. So it's really about realizing I came here to create, not to destroy. And looking at the times, when am I trying to prove to others? Mm. Where is it coming from? 
Because when I was going through my journey, there were times that I was trying to exert the power. Like in my corporate job, I had three assistants and I was trying to prove and validate myself how good I am, how smart I am. I'll do it all because you don't know how to do it. It's like, again, back to the control, right? But in the moment that you know that each of us is here for a reason and we are all gifted and you don't need to prove one to other, you just get to really focus on you and be the best version of me because in that moment, you become the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. In the moment that you are truly full of yourself in the best way possible and you are filled with love, you become the lighthouse and you're shining so bright that the people who are your people will see it clearly and come to you. They're ready to come home, come back to harbor to be reminded of who they are and why they are here. And people who are not ready and want to stay and still in the dark, you know, waters, it's okay. You don't have to be dragging them in. You don't have to be proving them, validating yourself or proving them wrong. So you can stand tall. You're tall already. Mm. You're already bright and brilliant. So in that moment when you know I have nothing to prove, I have nothing to validate. In that moment, you just drop it mm. because you know what you know, and it doesn't mean that you know it all. It just, you know who you are and why you came here. And it's not to be proving yourself to others, validating yourself. Mm. And in that moment, you experience such an immense peace. Mm. It's so good. <laughs> mm. Mm. I love that. Like this, this letting go of the need to prove our worth and just intrinsically knowing our worth inside and from that place that's actually where the queen exudes like the the, the transmission of power in in the world and i, I i'm i'm longing for a, a world where, where that transmission is more alive in in beings and it's you know it it's sad in many ways that the, the only way i mean i know for myself the way i witnessed my relationship was with power was really watching people have power over and it, you know it wasn't until later on in life that i could actually start to see what you're talking about this place of wow i actually have more respect for somebody who is leading from that space and just that like magnetic place of knowing worth inside the body is what draws people in because they're then we we can utilize like this place of putting the, the queen on the pedestal to say wow can i own all of her characteristics and bring them into my own body and then she's like i feel like you know a really powerful queen is like yes please do this because i want you to to, to rise with me i want you to to rise up together so that we you know the the power to which i am is a power to which all of you know the, the disciples or the people or the individuals can can feel within themselves as well and that's really what I feel um, is the world I want more of. And, you know, individuals as yourself that are really leading the way in this place of feminine empowerment and, and finding flow and finding more uh, abundance. But I, 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 you know, I think one of the last pieces I want to bring into that, you know, we're talking about is, is a place around abundance and, you know, okay, so I can know my worth, I can feel my power, I can be in the flow, but, you know, especially let's talk actually like dollar figures in yeah. the bank account abundance, because I think that's where people get often a little bit 
like stuck up with all this. Where's the money? Where's the money? (laughs) Like I understand the philosophy for a long time. I understood the philosophy of all these concepts, but I, I felt for myself until I could feel a deeper embodiment of it. That's where I actually started to see the zeros within the account. But that that's a really tough place. So like, what what do you how do you support people? Because I know you work with 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 women and and in this place of actually getting more financial abundance and being that flow, understanding the philosophy, but then again grounding it into like an embodied day to day principle. How how does this abundance play into the flow? Yeah. So um, there are two parts of it because I just love blending the spirituality and the strategies, right? So Mm. there are those two parts that I love blending together. And so the first part is something that is just like, it's so hit home for me. You talk about magnetism and that's what turn in the dollar signs for me because I stopped comparing myself with others. I stopped modeling others. I got inspired like, oh my gosh, uh, a retreat in Bali. That's a great idea. Okay, let's do it. Having podcasts, great idea. Let me try it. Getting inspired is different and comparing myself and feeling that I'm not good enough. So the first part of it, like you said, was embodying the future version of me who already has it. Because when we are in just to surviving we're always just thinking there is not enough we are in scarcity what do i have to do i have to work harder how how is this going to all work out is the scarcity thinking and it's always just a chasing but when i started to connect with the future version of me and i do it through visualization meditation uh, or writing her letter i write letter to my future self or i reverse it my future self writes me a letter and she said, I'm so proud of you for, and I fill out the, you know, the, the blank. So connecting with my future self helped me to overcome the first, but how? Because when you are just going from month to month, been there, not knowing how am I going to pay for food and how am I going to pay the rent, like no idea. It always did work out. So it will work out somehow again. Right. But when you're in that scarcity, you're doing things because you need to. I need to find clients. I need to make money. I'll take any kind of job, any kind of clients, right? That's the beginning when you're in surviving. Then when you are start tapping into what we talk about, I know my core values. I'm feeling worthy. You are not going to be saying yes to the thing. They're not heck yes for you. And you start to realize, no, you're not in control, but you're empowered. That feeling of knowing. I know. I know I'm worthy. I know I'm here for a reason. I know I'm meant for more. These things start to translate in your messaging. What you're saying to others, how you're treating your body, what you're eating, what you're drinking, what places you are in, because it's like, it's the internal shift that it's going to show on the external and people will start to notice. How did you do that? Mm. How is it that you're feeling happy? Now people start asking you because they can feel it. They're attracted to you. They're magnetized to you. It's like, yeah, we can talk about law of attraction and manifestation, but just think about it very easily. Google on the side. When you're feeling amazing, when you're in a great mood, people want to be around you. They can sense your energy, walk into the room and there he goes. There she goes. They're feeling so good, so confident. I don't know who the person is, but dang, like... 
it's something about them, right? That's the magnetism versus the other side. I'm in survivor. I'm chasing clients where they are. Where's the money? Like, I'm like, I need this. You're needy. You're out. Mm. Nobody wants needy people. Just think about like, you're having needy boyfriend, girlfriend, they're texting you every five minutes. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm done. I can't. I got to breathe. So the same happens with the money. The same, I, I teach my clients how to have a money date, how to build a relationship with money. Um, I can share with you later. I have a freebie for money too, if you want. I'm hosting masterclass next week about money mindset uh, matters because we think that once I will have money, I will be happy. No, you won't. You don't know how to treat money. You don't know how to manage money. If you would know how to treat money, money would be already in your life. If I would make money that I'm making today, Aaron, a year or two ago, I would screw it up. <laughs> I didn't know how to treat it. I didn't know how to manage it. I would make 30000 I would spend 40000 It's like, I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Now I can do it because I know how to manage it. I, I build beautiful relationship with money. I have a weekly money date. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I can share that with you later too, but it's, it's, and you know it, it's all about relationships. Mm -hmm. How can you say I want money, but then I will ignore it every single day. And now I want you, now I don't. We are treating money like a booty call Mm -hmm. instead of loving it, respecting it. Like the way you're treating your money. And I don't mean now, I mean, when you were still on your journey and working right on it. Did you treat it the money you personally would love to be treated? Mm -hmm. You see, and it's so simple. Like if your partner, it's mistreating you, you will know and you wouldn't want to be around them. Not for very long, unless that's another story, right? We just stay (laughs) where we are because we think there is nothing else better. That's different story. Uh But that's, that's the first part. That's really the energetical part, being the magnet, being feeling good. How can you feel good in right now? Asking yourself where there is abundance in my life right now. If you don't appreciate what you have right now, and listen, when I didn't know how to pay my rent, I couldn't like, I'm like, what abundance, right? But my health was good. My dog was giving me the best kisses ever. I had a bed to sleep on. You know, I was living in a free world, like country, United States, you know, so there were things. So I started to journal about it every night. The good, rich, abundant things that happened today. Sometimes it was money. And sometimes it was like, hey, I'm, I'm feeling amazing today. I'm feeling healthy. I got a nice text message from my friend, you know, like something really good. So that's the magnetic part. And then there is the strategy part, how you actually make the money. It's, it goes back to being yourself, truly, unapologetically, unapologetically, how to be attracting your soulmate client. It's knowing who you are and be unapologetic about who you want to be working with. Because when we think about money, we're like, oh, I got to make money. I will work with anyone. I want to help everybody. I'm such a good person. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are a good person. But if you're trying to help everybody, you help no one. Mm -hmm. And very unapologetic, what type of woman I want to be working with. I don't want to waste your time or my time. Mm -hmm. If you're not heck yes for me, I will send you somewhere else with lots of love and respect. But I'm in a position that I can really say, this is not a heck yes for me. And when you're not yet at that position, that's okay. But you still get to be unapologetic because think about it. Whatever you say, yes, universe will bring you more of that. Mm. Be mindful what you're saying yes to. I remember one time I heard a parable and it was about 
um, like a you know in the old time ancient times there was a rich uh, rich man on his horse he's going to the city and he's going through very dark dusty like path and there's a beggar sitting on the floor and the beggar holds the hand out and say hey and I will just translate to the dollar so we understand it right <laughs> do you have a quarter and the rich man jumps down from the horse gives him the quarter and as he's leaving away, he turns around and say, you know what? If you would ask me for a dollar, I would give you a dollar. Mm. So in life, we don't get what we want. We really get on what we settle on. So if somebody comes and listen, beginnings are beginnings. I get it. If you get to get a couple clients or do a couple of the jobs, I used to have like three jobs. So I get it until you can really say like enough, it's enough. I can do this mm. and you will never feel ready by the way, mm -hmm. but really honing into when I'm letting this in, what else am I saying no to? Mm. And really knowing who you're speaking to. Like when I'm thinking about my soulmate client, I know how she look like, what does she wear like, what, how does she talk like, what she do in her free time, what she drinks, everything. Mm -hmm. Because I am the creator. Some of my clients, they're like, but what if my soulmate clients don't exist? What if, what if nobody will pay me to be me? If that's what you want to believe, that's what you will receive. Mm -hmm. But if you believe that there are people who need my gifts because I'm just a couple steps ahead of them, they want to join my journey and I know who I want to be helping, not what do you think you could, not what do you think you should, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. When you tap into that, like, I promise the people come from the woods. I don't get, like, it's so beautiful. Yesterday, we're in California. We are here today, last day. Yesterday, I was telling my love, I want to go to the river. It's so beautiful out there. Can we go for a couple hours? And it was like, well, I was thinking to be working this afternoon. I was like, let's just go just for a little bit, you know, so a few hours off. And then I um, jumped on a clarity call with somebody who met one of my clients many years ago in Portugal and a meetup. She keeps following her journey. She sees how much progress she created with me. And she was like, I'm looking for a mentor. Can we jump on a call? I didn't do any hard work. I didn't do any pushing. I planted the seeds. I was being myself. Mm -hmm. That's what you really get to do. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the best strategy. And of course, there's like, social media, how to do it, how to attract them, all of that. I have a freebie on that too, if you want. <laughs> but the most important thing truly is embodying and being true to yourself. Mm. That's what will bring you the abundance and really asking yourself, when I'm saying yes to this, what am I saying no to? Seeing your value first, because just think about it. There are coaches who are charging $100 a session. I've been there. I've done that when I started. There are coaches who are charging $1,500 a session. My coach right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so who really determines the value mm -hmm. you believe you can charge it you will mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is this helpful yeah so much uh so much abundance of, of knowledge and and wisdom inside there like i could one of the ones i love where you're sharing is money isn't a booty call just a little like <laughs> nugget from there so good and and it's it's true i i really feel this place, you know, what, what I had a mentor of mine, I remember as I was diving into the, the place of money and like really often money is this place of like trying to like tie up and hold down the goddess. Like if money is this goddess and you're like, no, let me lock her away in a cage and pretend like she's not there. And, and actually 
all of the things you're saying of really like owning owning it and valuing her and 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 having a relationship with her and recognizing that as that when I do it more of that joy comes into my life and I love that example you just shared of being in your joy and from that joy it's actually what magnetizes more people to say wow this feels really good I want more of this because it's recognizing something that's a a seed of, of potentiality inside yeah. of me. And you know, it's, it's really not about perfect website or anything. Like many of my clients, when I ask them why, because I'm curious, right? Like, why did you want to work with me? And she was like, it just felt good. You know, like you're just living the life that I want to live one day. I was like, okay, did you see my website or nine out of 10 didn't one did she's a lawyer i get it she's a little bit more analytical but most of the people will be attracted to you because of you it, many times they cannot even explain like i don't know why but i i really want to work with you i want to i want to be in your life and you in my life i want to be around you and that's priceless because you realize that you are perfectly made for your purpose the way you think the way you look the way you speak, even with your accent, <laughs> everything. It's just perfectly, beautifully made. And when you start trusting it, you won't, you won't be trying to change, get leaner, thinner, smarter, faster. You, you don't. You can be always evolving. You know, I'm all about growth and evolution. But no forcing, no pushing, no proving. Not anymore. Nobody cares. Women don't hire me to like, I want to hustle my booty off and I want to make like five figures by working really, really hard. They're like, no, Petya, how are you making 10, like five figures to working only three days a week? They want to flow. They want to release. They want to be themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. So good. So good. Well, I feel like this conversation should go on for a long time and I, I love everything you've been sharing here and yeah, super grateful you're going to be coming in and, and doing a workshop for, again, both male bodies and female bodies for the Integrated Feminine Symposium. Um, so many amazing teachers coming in and, and Petu will be sharing about how to be unapologetically worthy. And I feel like this this conversation, this interview is a, a perfect example of that. Your, your being exudes that worthiness, not trying to prove it, but just the essence of who you are and the radiance of you. I really feel you and I, I, I honor the, the, the woman you're showing up as in the world and I can really feel the difference that you're making for, for so many clients and so many beings and so many lives that you're really touching. Um, so if you want to find out more about that, you can go to the integratedfeminine.com um, and so many free offers you've been putting in here. Absolutely. At the, um, we'll put, post this in Facebook and it's live right now as well and on IG and, and put some links there for people to, to find out more because I feel like there's a lot of wisdom and there's a lot that people will benefit from everything that you're offering into the world. And I really just, I honor you and I see the, the queen that you are and how you're exuding everything that you are speaking about so eloquently. So thank you. Thank you from my thank heart. Thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron. I, I receive it and I really, really appreciate you because the work you are doing it's shifting and shaping the world in the world that we both want to live. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. 
and uh, we'll we'll bring that at a completion here. Thank you for for tuning in. And, uh... <laughs> Thank you, Lloyd. That was amazing. And I know it's like we could be like going and going and going, and it was so beautiful and so amazing. So I super appreciate you, and I'm and I'm really excited about the September and promoting and everything. It's so needed in the world. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Elia Tantra School or visit elia.com.au. See you next time.